welcome back to the Country Intelligence Report. On the podcast, we explore big ideas, discuss the latest headlines from the worlds of international affairs and consulting. We're excited to have you join us on this incredible journey as we delve into a myriad of fascinating topics and provide impactful insights. Stay tuned as we take you around the globe. Welcome back to the Country Intel Report podcast. We are your hosts, Krista Campbell and Spencer Bentley. Today, we are going to talk about setting yourself up for success in 2022. In our last episode, we talked about lessons learned from 2021, and it was a two-part episode. So this will be the second part of the two-part episode. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into this, especially since we'll be talking about looking ahead to this current year and how we can really work towards our, our goals and optimize the time that we have during the year to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely, Spencer. You know, when we get into a new year, everyone's talking about new year, new me. So I think it's really good to take some time and reflect on how we can actually implement, you know, all of these changes that you want to make for yourself career wise. It's very important to actually implement the tools that we learned from 2021. Completely agree. And on that note, the first thing we can discuss here is goal setting and why it's important to start the year with setting some long-term and short-term goals to help focus your intentions a bit throughout the year. What are your thoughts on on goal setting? I think it's absolutely critical because if you don't have goals in place, you won't be able to measure what you've accomplished for the year. I mean, for me personally, I do something called a vision board and I put these visuals on it, so to speak, you know, pictures, words, so that I can have a easy access to what I want to accomplish for the year. And I do look back at my old vision boards and at the near the end of the year, but I also keep track of them, you know, during the year and daily so I can see, am I making steps to accomplish those goals? You really feel that you've accomplished something and you're not the same person in a year as you are today. I completely agree with that. And it really, for me personally, I've learned that setting goals helps me stay motivated. It gives me sort of a a sense of purpose because I, I like to feel like I'm working towards a specific end. For me, having goals is incredibly important just for maintaining my sense of motivation throughout the year. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, just to give you a you know an example for myself, it helps me keep focused. I'll give you an example, the fitness goal that I have. I've been working on losing weight throughout the entire year 2021. And I didn't really have a specific number or a specific goal in mind. It was just, I just want to be healthier, lose weight, get more in shape. I realized that that's great, but what did I accomplish? I didn't, I have no way of measuring it. track, so to speak, of my progress. This year, I actually decided to participate in a challenge with my gym. It's an eight-week challenge, and it it has a specific goal every week for accomplishment. Those little accomplishments, those little goals that I meet every week are going to help me meet my end goal. So it, it does help you stay motivated and focused for sure. Definitely. We can discuss a few sort of 
tips and tricks that we have for goal setting. For me personally, I think it goes back to sort of what you mentioned before, having a daily or regular ritualistic check-in on your progress for me personally is huge. Keeps my mind in the game, especially professionally, when I'm thinking about all of the different programs or projects that I want to work on and having that present and in my line of sight every day and having a, a sort of check-in every day really helps me stay on top of, of what I'm looking to accomplish. Oh, definitely. If you have progress that you can celebrate daily or weekly or even monthly, you feel more motivated when you start meeting those little goals every day and it's easier. So then that 30 pounds doesn't seem so far out of reach because it's really easy to get derailed. You can fall off easily if you don't have a way to track, measure and celebrate your little wins. Yeah. And there are so many solutions you can utilize for that. It doesn't have to be a vision board. It doesn't have to be a whiteboard. It can be something like an app, things like tasks by plan. Asana is a great one for tracking your goals. Apple Reminders, for me personally, comes in clutch all the time. It doesn't have to be something so manual. There are a lot of automated options that that can really um, help you out as you're trying to stay on top of your goals and, and your tasks. Another good one for checklists is called the Notebook app, which mm. I use as well. I put my grocery list on there, and sometimes I put a, a daily list of everything that I want to accomplish and check them off so that way I can see what I've actually accomplished for the day. And one other thing is just a strong support system. Having people around you that understand what you're looking to accomplish and you know, sort of help you on uh, along the way that just give you a, a positive outlook on, on your, your progress so far or professionally, you know, having teammates that are excited and, and are buying into your vision for a particular project, things like that. All of those have a, a cumulative effect on, on keeping you in the right frame of mind to really accomplish your goals and stay motivated along the way. It's very important to have friends or in, if you're talking about, you know, your goals, what I call an accountability partner. I made a joke with one of my friends. What she said her goal was to make sure that we get together once a week. This is for 2022. So I called myself her personal social accountability partner. And she thought it was funny, mm -hmm. but yeah. I, I let her know every week, what are we doing? Because that was something she stated. So even your friends can help you if you've stated a goal. You know, they'll be able to help you to stay on track and kind of give you pep talks when you get down on yourself because I think our hardest our harshest critics are ourselves. I could not agree with that anymore. Yeah, that that's a great and and really undervalued tool that we have to be mindful um, of utilizing so we can really truly reach the goals that we set for ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, we looked at lessons learned for the whole year. Why don't we look at lessons learned by the week or at some interval in which you can make adjustments? You might figure out something works better. So if you sit down, say, for example, every Sunday while you're starting to plan your next week out, if you sit down and you look at what you did this week, but also analyze what could I have done to make it easier or what did I learn? So that way you can implement new strategies to help you get to your goal quicker or in a more efficient way. So just switching gears here, I just wanted to touch on the importance of prioritizing our mental health in this new year. I think the past two years have shown us that burnout is real and it sort of sneaks up on you <laughs> without <laughs> you uh, realizing it. Uh, reserving my own energy for myself and my own time for myself and really 
I guess, in a way, compartmentalizing my responsibilities with work and my responsibilities to, say, my family or myself to ensure that I have enough bandwidth to uh, really enjoy my life um, and not get so bogged down and, and so blinded um, with my professional responsibilities. So w- what are some of your thoughts on on the prioritization of mental health for this new year? I would say for me, before I actually proceed with something that I find to be a priority, asking myself certain questions like, do I need to do this right now? Is it important that I get it done? Say, for example, if it's something that's for work related and it's the end of the day, the questions that I would ask myself are, is it urgent? Does it need to be done before I can come back in tomorrow? Is it just something that I feel that I need to get done before the workday starts tomorrow? So putting things into a perspective of how urgent is this? Because sometimes we just get caught up in the emotion and going through everything so quickly and getting things done, we forget that it really isn't a priority. And I've started to do that a lot more with things, even personally, because I would, you know, I would always rush, rush, rush to get things done. And then I started asking myself and slowing down, do I really need to do this right now? It's something I want to get done because it's kind of like um, that perfectionist thing. I need to get it done now and get it off my plate and I won't procrastinate. But it doesn't need to be. Sometimes you can stop, put it down, take a break. And that mental break that you give yourself really gives you a new energy when you come back to it. I think I share your affliction for perfectionism and you know, self-reflection can really be a, a revelation for, for perfectionists. Being honest with yourself about, you know, if, if like you said, if this needs to be done right now, um, you know, is it is it for me, um, what I used to get caught up on and what it still affects me sometimes to this day is of analysis paralysis. Um, You know, when I'm when I'm completing a a task, I will pour over it, uh, you know, half a dozen times before I hit send or before I close it out. And that's just me doubting myself and and really not questioning whether or not um, my actions and my judgments are justified. It's just sort of this conditioning that I have to be 100 percent perfect perfect on everything or it's it's a failure and and letting go of that expectation has been really liberating in a lot of ways. It's, it's actually made me, I think, a better employee uh, because I'm much more productive. I'm much more willing to think outside of the box. I'm more willing to test different ideas out and not um, attach my ego or my sense of uh, worth to the outcome. So it's something that I definitely have struggled with. But like yourself, I'm, I'm making strides to ensure that I, I, I have that self-talk and I, I take a moment to reflect on those things. So, yeah. Something that came to mind, you know, with that is forcing yourself to put it down and say, OK, well, I want it to be perfect. Let me put it down for an hour and I'll come back to it with fresh eyes or when my brain has had time to detach from it. So that way I am coming back with a fresh set of eyes or just having enough to let go and say, hey, can you someone else look at this for me? So you have a fresh set of eyes because you're so in the weeds on things that you easily miss your own mistakes sometimes because you've been so ingrained in it for so long. That's so true. Yeah, I found that um, the more that I consciously have positive self-talk and um, not let myself 
um, sort of wallow in my my own self-pity or not let myself dwell on the mistakes I've made and really try to refocus my outlook on any sort of setback as a learning experience, it's helped me tremendously, um, especially, you know, these last couple of years where a lot of things, at least for me professionally, were sort of start and stop. Um, we had to be in this sort of uh, uh, state of limbo in a lot of ways uh, with, uh, you know, my, my prior company and, and the position that I was in. And I just continued to engage in these sort of negative affirmations about my, you know, my work output or my professional expertise, things like that. And I realized that a lot of the negativity that I thought was uh, coming my way externally was really emanating from within. It was coming from myself. And once I made that realization and I, I flipped that switch that I'm not going to talk negatively about myself, at least, it made a huge difference in my in my uh, overall outlook in a lot of ways. It made me more positive around my colleagues. It made me more willing to step up in leadership roles. And it just has been sort of a, a great area of maturation for me, both professionally and personally. Positive self-talk, it works. I can't stress that enough. But it, it's, it is a big deal. It's, it, it also hits your confidence levels, like you said, and your self-esteem when you start, you know, beating yourself up. Right. It, it really t- tears you down completely. So you really have to focus on being positive and cheering for yourself, so to speak, being your, your first cheerleader, because it's a big deal. Very true. Could not agree more. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Country Intelligence Report. Please be sure to like and subscribe. For more in-depth analysis, please visit us on Twitter at Country Intel, Instagram, Country Intel underscore report, or visit our website at www.countryintel.com.